What's up? It's your host, Tori. And who is ready to be petty? I'm back with a very special guest. Nick is here to talk all about the Circle season two finale. Nick, how are you? I am doing well. I mean, a long time. No see. Uh, no, I, I am I'm so glad to be back. Um, no bevies tonight. And no. Tori and I are so excited to like actually talk about the circle <laughs> we're yes, here we're ready yes. yes this is our own redemption story it starts now because we just had really high hopes of like talking about the strategic game like we do survivor and big brother that's how we met is talking about you know strategy games and stuff and then we went off the rails but we're back we've put on our flannel shirts we're coming for rob (laughs) sesternino's spot (laughs) it's gonna be a good episode so tori my first question for you is if this is our second chance redemption story are you lisa or are you jack (laughs) that's so ugly of a question (laughs) like you have to be jack right like lisa was flop casting let's be real so you're flop casting i feel like i should be the flop casting (laughs) okay so no that means you're lisa and i'm jack yes (laughs) yes i don't like that but i agree (laughs) No offense, Lisa, but you were just super boring. <laughs> mm. um, and you added nothing to this this finale, which is what we're going to talk about now. So spoiler alert. And then we're also going to talk about a little bit of what we liked from this season and what we didn't like and give our recommendations if the Circle Production happens to be listening to this. If Circle Production is listening... Hit us up. Tori and I can play two players or two yeah. two people as one profile much better than anybody else you've ever had. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, don't hire us for production. Cast us. But um, we also have some, like, general recommendations about how to make your show, like, better. Uh, yes. A lot better. Okay. Let's get into it. We have our winner, Trevor. What did you think Ooh. about the finale? That was a saving grace of the finale for me. Like, what? truly... <laughs> like truly and I think that we are on different pages with this which is why I'm I'm like really looking forward to this discussion is for me I had no interest in well no 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 interest is kind of mean I had little interest in three of the five people who made the finale and even as they were revealing the results I was like Mm, I don't like really care like I don't really care because I didn't think that Trevor was going to win so once it was Trevor versus Chloe I was like oh I'm in like I was like it hooked me just enough at the final second I truly think that and I know editing plays a big role that I tuned in each episode wondering what Delisa was doing how Trevor was navigating that was what I cared about so if anybody else had won Maybe with like the exception of Chloe a little bit. I would have just felt kind of let down. So Trevor yeah. saved the season for me. That's so interesting because, yeah, you're right. I'm not on opposite spectrums because I'm super happy that Trevor won. But I was really hoping for a Chloe, Courtney, or River win. Because I think that they did better. Maybe not Chloe. I think she did better socially, mm-hmm. but maybe not strategically. But like River and Courtney just, I don't know, just seemed had more moves, I felt, and just more to hang their hats on. And 
I'm still happy for Trevor, but like there is also times that I don't think Trevor did the best. So I don't know. I just didn't see their win coming, but they're also like Delisa's a lovely person. Their family is beautiful. And like, I'm, I'm very satisfied that they're like a deserving winner. So. And I think that that like our differences in this kind of boil down to really what type of show is the circle. And we'll talk about that deeper in this podcast but is it a strategic game with a social foundation or is it truly a social game with some strategic thought because yes for me like I, I do think strategically the best player of the season is Courtney now I think Courtney benefits yes. benefits from getting some power luckily to him early on I think mm-hmm. that we can kind of play around with the idea of River being a big strategic player. I just don't think the edit showed us that that much. It was much more Courtney focused. So my strategic heart goes out to Courtney, who probably played strategically the best game. Yes. But social wise, like it wasn't all that interesting to me. Courtney gets called out in one of the episodes for being like, you just want to go with the OGs to the end. And to me, that is accurate. That is exactly what Courtney wanted and it was kind of like a snooze in terms of strategy thinking that I get for me that's not the type of strategy that I want to celebrate yeah even though Courtney was definitely top three character for the season um and I don't even think that's a question so I think if I look at those finale results five down to one it got revealed in the exact order I would have expected it to be revealed yeah and it wasn't for me and that's why I was so shocked because I just thought that Courtney and River should have had higher placements. Like going into this finale, if I had to place people, I would have picked Courtney first, Chloe second, River third, Trevor fourth, and John fifth. But that's not me playing because this cast, obviously, like when you, when they were doing their final rankings, they said, you know, this person played an honest, you know, you know, all of the the <laughs> the lines. <laughs> this person played an honest game. This is like a deserving player and stuff like that. Like, that's what they seemed to care about. And Courtney had a bit of a villain edit, but he also seemed a little villainized from the cast. And I just think that they didn't want to vote for or vote rank someone high like Courtney, who was like a little bit devious. Which is ironic, though, because it's like when you're a catfish, you're like basically automatically devious. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's just weird when like Trevor is saying stuff like Chloe played such an honest game and stuff. And I'm like, and I respect that. I'm like, but you straight up didn't from the start. Okay, so let's talk about the finale like as it is, because I'm like teetering on wanting to jump into a lot of these kind of deep burning questions I have about the circle and what is the right way to play? What is the wrong way to play? how can I read situations? So I want to take a slow pause before we go unhinged again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm there, yeah. So with something in the finale that got referenced a few times, and you had mentioned it, Tori, um, when we were talking prior to this, is Mitchell. And yes. <laughs> they talk a lot about Mitchell thinking that he might be a catfish and thinking that he might be an older woman. Yes. Huh? <laughs> Where where did that come from? And like that, I think we don't need to talk about this too much because I think every single person, even my friends um, who watch it casually and not from maybe the perspective that we're watching it from is like, 
there are clearly conversations we're not seeing and there are plot points that we don't hear about unless it's like these one-off statements. So we don't need to super talk about that, but just an overall thing is like the circle does not show everything and we're obviously missing a lot of information to base any decision on. So I also found that interesting because they played that game where Mitchell wins two of the awards. And in my head watching that, I'm like, okay, they're just voting for Mitchell because they don't want to get like blood on their hands. Mitchell's the newbie. It's easy to just like scapegoat him and blame him for stuff because then you're not like really offending people that know you better. But I'm wondering if they genuinely picked Mitchell for those roles because they expected him to be a catfish. And that's why they targeted him like that. But we didn't see that plot point. And I think the reason we don't see that plot point is because he does not make the finale. So edit wise, it doesn't really matter. It wasn't pertinent. I also found it to, this is a petty aside, but (laughs) incredibly fake that he was like, you know, Ed and Tammy. And everybody was like, and River walks. He's like, oh my God, even (laughs) worse now. Like if I walked in and you said, I'm Ed and Tammy's bro- <laughs> brother slash son. I would have been like, good riddance. <laughs> like, of all the people for them to bring back, they went to that well again. Like, yeah, some news of Bill. I would have been like, yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> and then when River like exposes that information, like the final table, they're all like, what? I know, like, I know. Shit. Like, I know. You, like, and and I think it was Delisa that was like. I thought you sounded familiar and I was like, girl, no, (laughs) (laughs) no way is that happening. But yeah, it was it's revealed that Mitchell has been blocked. And I just want to highlight one thing that Trevor said when Mitchell went home. But he said, I've lost the game. (laughs) And I think that I like I just kind of shit on Trevor's game prior to this. But the the positives of Trevor's game is like super self-aware with a lot of these things Mm -hmm. Um, like he knew that he needed to sway Chloe to attack the hashtag messy queens and then the other pieces like he knew that he needed Mitchell to rank him high and knew that his win equity had to slip that in somewhere was lowered a lot because of Mitchell going home and that they had like one-upped him but i think that at the time that is totally a correct read because 100 what trevor does that i think does show that there was a strategic game being played was immediately like cozies up and connects with the two newbies of cat and mitchell because those are people that don't have anybody like they're probably gonna be ranking each other first just given the circumstances but you have to get in with them because they can help raise your level and bring other people down i think trevor did that i think where trevor struggled was that chloe also gets influencer when trevor does and chloe is not getting rid of trevor i start is not getting rid of courtney or river and Trevor can't really push that because they're part of yes. the original cast. And Trevor and Chloe are supposed to be Bay and Jay. And the other piece with that is that it sucks for, which is something we are going to talk about later, is like connecting with these newer players. Just you can't build the connections that the OG cast has over time. And like, I just think that going with Kat and Mitchell 
it was like one of her Delisa's best options but like I just think it can't hold a candle to like the Kardashians yeah it's it's a, like a kind of like a chicken and an egg. It's not chicken and egg problem, but it's, you're she. <laughs> Trevor is put in a pickle that the original cast that he can play with already has Courtney and River who are thick like thieves, and Chloe right there on the outside. At that point in the game, I think they just did the double blocking, so they just eliminated both Emily and Lance. So you don't have anybody else that you can really go to other than Chloe. Because you know that if you try to get in with River or Courtney at this point, you're still going to be third on all of their lists. And that's not yeah. good enough. So yeah, you do what you have to do. It was just making the best out of a worst situation. Um, especially because like then John comes in. And John comes in like right at the end. Like John survived one blocking. Like like you can, that's not even a viable route of that's going to be somebody to protect you. I know. I know. And that's another criticism I have of the show is like cut that person way or like that person should not be making a finale night. But again, then it's like then you're ranking only four people like I don't know. It's like you need the fifth person almost. But like it's just like we know John's not winning. So that was funny because that's what happened last year. Right. They had I think they did the the finale ranking with six people. And then they're like, oh, Ed and Tammy play six. Let's just eliminate them before going <laughs> to the final circle because nobody cares about them. Like we don't no. need them. But I, well, the thing I want to talk about with John is I think the value of a player like John, a.k.a. the person who is the last person in the door is how people treat them when it comes to the final rankings because nobody expects that player to win and if history tells us anything using reference points from circle us season one and two and then the foreign versions that i've watched that person always is fucking dead last 100 percent. but fucking didn't courtney yes john is first so, so courtney ranks john as number one and that is the value of that player is okay how are the strategic minded original player thinkers going to deal with that person are they going to put that person last because they don't think they deserve to win and they don't even want there to be a shot they'd rather lose to anybody else or are they going to say i'll put them at number one because everybody else is going to have them low so my number one will let other people kind of sink down in the rating. So I think that's the value of a player like that. And, you know, that's like the pro and the con if you come in the door last, or in this case, if you get eliminated and get a second chance, your road to winning is going to be much, much steeper. But the benefit is you only have to survive one ranking to get yourself to have a chance in the finale. There are people, for instance, like Mitchell. Mitchell survived, I think, only two blockings, um, or maybe three, I guess. And he still doesn't make the finale. So kind of, you know... Pros and cons, pros and cons. I do think the Circle production team kind of struggles a bit with making the playing field equal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Totally. Because these other shows that have been on for longer, like Survivor and Big Brother and stuff, they can, they just seem to edit it better that it's like everyone has a chance. Like, who knows what's going to happen, but it just doesn't happen here. That's what makes the circle incredibly interesting to me is that you have people who are coming in at all different times and the game is constantly evolving and staying on its feet. And that if you can kind of just keep yourself centered enough, and we see this from Trevor, Trevor is kind of middle tier rankings for a majority yes. of the season, but as yes. people flush out, 
and other people come in, Trevor is able to buoy himself to the top of the rankings and be an influencer. 100%. And I was going to say that earlier is like Trevor stated, oh, I'm like third, I'm fourth in like Mm -hmm. the early rankings. This is exactly where I want to be. And that is exactly Mm -hmm. where you would want to be. So Mm -hmm. there's there was obviously there's strategy in riding the middle, especially for the first couple rounds as well. Yeah. And I mean, if you if we flash all the way back to Terralisha and Savannah, who go one, two, the first week and then six, seven. Yeah. And there's other factors at play that obviously lead to them being at the bottom. But if you see somebody being so likable, it is just a natural to try to knock them down a peg that if you can at least stay in the middle, you're not really all that threatening. You're kind of just there. And that is where you want to be, I think, for a majority of the season until it's end game. Yeah, and that happened with them, but I also think it happened in season one. And just also we see that in Big Brother a lot. Like people yeah. that get HOH early are nominated, on put on the block. Or just the deemed as threats. Yeah, or too early on. And yeah, you're right. There was other reasons like their fight and stuff, but I really think that that is the main reason. So another thing that was interesting about the finale is Chloe says, it doesn't matter if you are a catfish, if the relationship is real. That was my girl. Yes, that's exactly what Big you brain. said in our um, episode is that it really doesn't matter if you think the person's fake or not. If you know that they have their back, then it doesn't matter, which I get fundamentally, but I just always feel and like you never really know who's a catfish. So whatever. But like I just I feel like it would be hard to fully be vulnerable or trusting of a person when you have any question there that they're a catfish the thing that like i think that is interesting with that is sure maybe i don't know for sure that you're a catfish but i do think like somebody like chloe she was authentically herself the entire time that maybe initially i'm like "Mm," as the days go on for you to be 24-7 keeping up with your character and not raising any red flags would be such a testament. You know if somebody's legit by the time you get that deep, I think. Like, I think, like, Chloe even had reservations about Trevor. Other people kind of haphazardly mentioned, like, reservations about Trevor. Nobody had those reservations about Courtney, Chloe. Um, Chloe and those are the two who are legit. So, yeah. Like, I think that if somebody is very authentically themselves, like, you know them to be true, if it almost seems too good to be true or they slip up in any type of way, like, re- flags are being raised. Totally. I think the danger, and this isn't even a trust thing, it would be, like, when it comes down to the final rankings, is, like, I don't want to vote or I don't want to, like, help somebody win if I don't even know who they are, right? Like, if you're a catfish, like, so I think that can come into play then, But during the game and when the rankings are being made, I don't give a shit if you're a catfish or not. I care that if you like me and I like you, you're going to help me in the rankings to keep me safe. And then in turn, I'm going to keep you safe because I know you'll keep me safe. I think all that kind of flies out the door when we get to the final rankings. You can just rank however you want. But while the game is being played, I don't really see any issue with just cozying up with people that like you. And then when the game is kind of over or there's no strategy left to be had, other than those final rankings, then you can rank kind of like, okay, well, I think this person's a fake, so whatever. Completely. Bouncing around a little bit here, do you see any advantages as going in as a catfish? Because like, other than being told by production, this is your one-way ticket to being (laughs) cast, which I think is like probably the majority. (laughs) I guess like, 
obviously there's advantages if you like feel like you're a social like outlier like I'm assuming I don't even think he said this but Lee being like an older dude wanting to wanting to go in as a a catfish as a younger player but like do you see any advantages truly of this truly (laughs) (laughs) Um, first of all the Lee situation I think that is so tired it is so exhausting when older people come into the game and are like I can't play an older person. I won't connect with people. And then on the flip side, you see people come into the game and be like, I'm going to play an older person because nobody will suspect them. Like, it's so exhausting. Like, if you're old, you can just come in and be old. People are probably going to like you if you're just like, you know, I'm fucking old. Be the like mother, father, grandfather, aunt figure in their lives, especially in games that don't have physical challenges. Yes. (laughs) I I just I don't get it because now I'm going off on a tangent because River as a character not Lee River the character that was created was by far the most boring of all of them like so boring so nothing for me to grasp with other than his hair there was nothing and I think the picture of like you know the hair kind of just being over his face and stuff was essentially like hiding personality like there was literally nothing for me to connect to with that character it it it, in the finale he goes i realized i just created a character that was me at 24 i was like oh so that's why they were so boring okay good to know (laughs) there there was nothing that we saw there with the character whereas at least trevor like trevor's based off a real person and then she's just herself like that character had stuff going on with it all of that is to say, I think the one benefit that you could have to being a catfish is I think for instance, Jack choosing to play Emily is a decision that I understand. I don't think Emily as his catfish profile was the correct decision to move, especially like a sorority girl. Like there's a lot of work that needs to be done with like that type of character if that's not the realm that you're in. But yes. I do think that, you know, Jack coming in as a 20 year old guy kind of looking the way that he does with like the slick back hair looking like a used car salesman like <laughs> i know you're here to play the game right. courtney was smart the, the photo that courtney picks for himself and i know courtney's not a catfish that feels authentic that feels real in the early stage of the game i'm not going to expect him to be anything but you know who i expect him to be i think if yeah. jack comes in kind of like with his hair slick back and polished I'm going to be like, that guy is here to play the game. Or for instance, like Mitchell joins and uses his actual profile. I see that and I'm like, okay, well, that guy's just going to flirt with people. If you come into this game as somebody who can authentically be themselves, there's no reason for you not to be that. If you think that there's something that is going to raise red flags with people, I think by all means be a catfish, but be be a inventive catfish. Be dynamic. Don't yeah. just be the attractive guy. We saw season one. Some guy came in. He was like, I'm going to be the attractive guy. I was like, well, you have nothing else going for you. And we saw like this season, like Jack comes in as Emily, the sorority girl. And there there wasn't a lot of like depth to the character that he had totally. created. Totally. Um, and I think even Lance, like I, I understand Lisa, they reached out to you. They said, we want Lance Bass on the show. Let's get you, you come in and be Lance. But there's nothing that you can do to grow Lance as a dynamic character without being caught. So I do think that there are um, like catfish character profiles that you can use 
to help yourself make it further in the game. I think Delisa makes it pretty clear. She's like, I'm coming in as Trevor, but I'm still going to be me. But I don't want to be roped in with like the girl stuff, especially. And I hate to say this because Delisa's not like an older woman at all, but she's 32, whereas a lot of the other girls in the game are like young 20s. Yeah, like, she's like, I, I she doesn't want to be like kind of like roped into that. So I think I get for her for her character why she does that. I think back to Seaburn, who played Rebecca last season as a catfish. To me, like, there was a nothing dynamic about Rebecca. And that's kind of why, for a while, they're like, Rebecca's a catfish, Rebecca's a catfish. And eventually, they just kind of stop caring that she's a catfish. You're exactly right that it's like, if you can't be a fully formed, three-dimensional character, you should not be a catfish. And that's why, again, we see Trevor, again, there was some suspicions, but do so well is because it was like the most authentic whereas the other people she lives with Trevor mm-hmm. and has and like obviously they're like together and there's just so much more you can do versus like Jack who has what like hung out with sorority girls at parties and stuff like and the experience that she has for Trevor she understood that character or that type of person through her father being a single father. Totally. Like she has enough life experience or at least a deep enough understanding of a person who's like this and how to unveil that character over time. And I'll say there, there is a, nothing more interesting for me when I watch a circle than there being a fantastic catfish. Like that is exhilarating when somebody's a really good catfish. And Absolutely. I have seen some really good catfish in the international versions of this show, I don't think we've seen... Actually, Trevor was a pretty good one, but I don't think we've seen, like, a 10 out of 10 catfish on the Circle US yet. Correct. And that's why I'm always, like, dubious at why you would want to come in as a catfish because I haven't watched the international versions, but I will. But it just seems like you're just at such a disadvantage going in as one of those people. Especially with the, like, frame of thought that it seems like these players have, knowing that they're going on, like, a Netflix show which is like we want to just be like you know moral we want to kind of just like show off our personalities we kind of just want to flirt we want to connect with people but we don't really want to like dig deep and if we look at season one the final five is all five original players four of them are authentically themselves and a one is a catfish and this season the only reason we see so many catfish at the end is because like Almost everybody, it seemed like, was a catfish because the three people who were legit or sorry, not the three people who were legit, but the first three people that go are legit people. And it's because it's like, okay, we can eliminate this person because nobody's going to care that we eliminate him. And then there was beef between the two girls. So they get eliminated. So the catfish were able to skate by. I think if we don't have that giant blowout fight between Tara Leisha and Savannah that kind of like ends both of their games, we see catfish go earlier i don't know if river is able to make the inroads i don't know if emily's able to make those inroads and i think it might change the dynamic of the season completely and that's another good point is that 100 percent of the finale cat like the people who made the finale were like og cast lisa coming in last and so my question for you is like is there such a big learning curve for these new players that they just can't pick it up or they just don't have enough time to adjust and they just can't succeed? So part of me wonders 
if it is a timing issue that you don't have enough time. Now, I also want to say with that is that of the four people who get added late, Lisa uh, is not a good player. So and Lisa had a terrible profile. Lisa was never going to make the inroads to go as far as she did. So I I guess I'm really looking at specifically Kat and Mitchell, who are like the three people that join because whoever comes in last, John, that the fourth wave character, they're screwed. I'm sorry, you're screwed. You're not, maybe you'll make the finale, but you're screwed. And I think Kat and Mitchell come in a bit too late. It's already like half the stuff has gone by. They've missed a lot of the drama with Tara Alicia and Savannah that has kind of bonded some of these people together that they're almost forced to play faster or more devious. And I think you see Kat go for it, but it burns her. Um, I do think the sweet spot to come in as a new player is that second person. And I actually think that's a pretty prime spot to come in at overall, if you're in that second wave of people who may have missed a little bit of the stuff, but it hasn't been too long that you could still connect and make those inroads. But then when new players come in, you can go to them and be like, I understand what it likes. it's like to be new and connect with them that way. Um, I just think, and I think Miranda last season is a second person that comes in and she is able to make a little bit of those inroads. She just kind of like yeah. runs out of space because the first group from last season was, was so, so clicky. tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that if you want a real shot of winning the circle, you need to be in that first group of people to go in and you need to make those connections tight because your yeah. odds of making the finale as an original player are significantly higher, despite the fact that you start earlier. Because if you're bad at the game, you're bad at the game. You're leaving early anyway. It doesn't matter. If you're good enough at the game, you'll pick up at it and you'll just grow stronger with those bonds over time. It will it will keep you afloat. 100%. And I feel so bad for players like Kat because I think she had all of the like skills and you're right. She got caught of like being too gamey but it's like but if you don't have time to build those relationships and show that you're like a trusting person in the get to know you phase like you just yeah you you just get pegged as strategic like right away and Mm -hmm. then with Mitchell it was just like he said I wasn't playing I was just hanging out until like the very end when Trevor approaches him but I think even like with that I think Mitchell's screwed regardless because when the super influencer gets to block if it really truly comes down to people who weren't part of the original cast, it comes down to John, who's just the last person to join. That is literally no threat at all. And the person who joined right before them that you don't have any connection to. So people are like, okay, well, if I go for that other person, the person in Mitchell's role that I'm still being strategic enough, but I'm not like, you know, screwing over somebody that I have a deep connection with. So I also just don't think that the circle is a long enough game there aren't enough rounds. There aren't enough. There isn't enough time to play and develop the game to develop those deep relationships. Because how many blockings did we have this season? Like true influencer blockings. We had Brent or Brian. Byron, Brian, Brian, Brian. Forgettable. When you go home, episode two, you're forgettable. Just throwing it out to other people here. Yes. You had Bryant, Savannah, Terralisha. Terralisha. And then Kat. So there were only four true blockings. And I think this season struggles a little bit with, it has two very obvious boots 
of Savannah and Terralisha back to back that the game doesn't really progress because it's like, okay, well, these two are leaving, so let's make roads around them. And with Mitchell's blocking, I actually liked the super secret influencer or whatever that title was, but it felt weird to have it at that stage because, of course, again, like an OG cast member gets it. Of course, they're going to pick the person that they don't have a connection with. And like that leaves Mitchell so vulnerable. So to me, I actually don't hate having it at that stage. And the only reason I don't hate having it at that stage is because that's the last blocking before the finale. To keep rankings secret at that point and not tell people where they stand, I think makes the outcome of the season better, right? Because if we see like, okay, here are the rankings, and it probably went something like John 6, Mitchell 5th. Chloe was probably second, Courtney was probably third, Trevor was probably fourth or something. Like, if you get exposed, if if Trevor, sorry, if River sees himself as number one, then like, okay, he can just easily block number two, and maybe that influences people's rankings going into the finale, because you just saw how people matched up. So I think, like, having it as the last blocking is something that makes sense. I'm okay with that, you know, twist. It's also consistent from what they did with season one, I believe, So I'm okay with it. It just, it is kind of tough because if you're a newer player, you're kind of just left for the picking, but you get to come in closer to the finale. So it it kind of evens out. It's just, you're screwed. (laughs) I also just think, and this is another question that I had for you, is like, how much information do you have to make the final ranking though? Because you're right. It is interesting that they don't have the second to last final ranking information but then I'm like then honestly other than social connections which is why I think it is a social game with strategic tendencies is because it's like what information other than like good vibes (laughs) with people do you have to make your final ranking so they I think they have probably a little bit more because they have like notebooks upon notebooks that they are taking notes in I think they're probably tracking a person's growth over the season to kind of see where the trajectory has when you see Mitchell get blocked like you probably can assume it's one of a few people. Yes, like it's for sure River, Chloe, or Courtney. And when Courtney picks River to be the secret influencer when he's the Joker, like you can narrow down like who it is. So you can kind of tell what's going on in the game if you're paying attention, I think. And I do think like if you go like Courtney, I mean, not Courtney, Chloe ranked number one or top two or top three, like consistently all season. Like you go into that final ranking and knowing she is a very likely threat to win. And that if you put her at number one, you're probably only spelling your own demise. I would bet that most people put Chloe at two or three, probably two. Yes. And that's another thing that like sucks that I don't think this is bouncing around a little bit, but that I don't think Chloe realizes like she just played like two, like she was too highly rated the entire season. So like I was even surprised she got second. I wanted her to win, but I thought she would actually, I thought more people would rank her lower because they knew that she was the most likely to get the highest. Well, I mean, we, I think we see that a lot in like the circle that, you have to peak at the right time. It's a game where when you yes. peak matters. If you peak early on in the game, you're facing a real uphill battle to not only win the season, but have actual strategic pull later in the season. Yes. And it's because people are recognizing like, oh, okay, if you're good, you're good, you're good. Like if you rank influencer the first or second round, traditionally, 
you then just kind of go down and sink the ratings. Yes. Chloe is a little bit of a different case just because I think of the players they had this season and the fact that like she was Chloe, um, which is like props to her, props to her. But even then it, it's too hard for her to overcome that and end up winning the season. It's so hard to win this game. I, I want to put that out I there. know. You are in yes. a finale with five other people or six other people that are ranking you. And only one person can win. And people are ranking off of stuff that you can't even predict them to rank off of. Like, if if somebody is, like, sabotaging their rankings to help themselves and somebody else is rating authentically, like, how much do your ratings even matter? Like, you barely can do anything to, like, protect themselves. And I was doing, I was kind of doing this map in my head. So let's say, Tori, we're playing a circle. And let's say every single person, including you, ranks me at number two then I have a total of eight points, you and the other three people who just ranked me at number two. If the other three people in the game rank you at number one, even if I put you at four, you still have a better average than I do. So like, really, how much can I do anything to prevent myself from winning or losing this game? Your fate is truly in the hands of other people and those other people can do like whatever they want to do. So it's really tough to win. And I think these rankings make sense. Like John being fifth place is probably because except for Courtney, everybody else put them at four. Absolutely. I think River being in fourth is because people could see the trajectory of where River was going. They probably had a pretty good guess that him or Courtney was the secret influencer that blocked Mitchell because I do think Chloe would have blocked John. And like everyone knew that Courtney was the Joker Joker. at this point. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think people are like, okay, Courtney has like a pretty infectious like personality. Like people really like him. They probably expected River was going to rank him high and vice versa. So we need to bury Courtney a bit in the ranking. And I think that is kind of how Chloe slips into second place is people are probably thinking that Chloe is not going to be River or Courtney's number one choice. So I will put River and Courtney below Chloe. And then Trevor is kind of the only person left that gets up in the standings if you're not getting buried. I think that that is what happened, truly. And that is what makes it interesting because in these other games that we've watched, like Survivor and Big Brother, the finalists get to lay out their entire game in the finale. And then the jury makes a decision based on that information and the information that they have from playing the game with them. Whereas this one, nothing is revealed. They can only go off of what they've seen and the relationships that they've built. And you're right. You can try to bury people in the rankings, but you truly don't really have much power outside of that. Like ranking your bestie first if you want them to be an influencer and you want to be safe. Mm -hmm. And then it's really like a game of chance from there. So Tori, is there anything else that we want to talk about from the finale before we kind of like eulogize it and look forward to the circle three? Which we both are watching. We're planning on watching the Circle Three. Of course, <laughs> yes. I'm like addicted. Okay, <laughs> the last thing I want to say about the finale is Lance Bass's message. Oh my god! <laughs> was such a disaster. He was like, "My dry cleaning it." Like you couldn't make a person feel worse. I feel like after you know making a finale of a a Netflix show you couldn't make her feel worse to be like um and when you get back my dry cleaning needs to be figured out you need to reschedule all my meetings um my dog misses you but only because you like pick up its poop (laughs) (laughs) 
Like Dale needs his caretaker. Um, honestly, fuck you, Lance Bass. <laughs> It was it was so demeaning. He wasn't even looking at the camera, and he shot it on like a fucking iPhone. And he's in front of like that fucking pink wall in Los Angeles that everybody goes to, like. But here's here's the two kind of like lingering feelings I have about the circle too. Is it did a little bit too much? I think Jonathan Van Ness like coming and making a cameo, fantastic. Love that, especially introducing the challenge that you had. Yeah, Jonathan Van Ness does not need to judge that challenge. Like, I I don't need his like his superstardom to like take up like ten minutes of the show. Also, it kind of is a little bit sus, which is something I want to talk about in like our recommendations. Though, is like there's too much hidden about production that it kind of seems sus. Like, do you do you actually think JVN picked Trevor to win the makeup mannequin challenge? Like, I don't know. I maybe. Or it was production. Not only that, like, and I will dive into that in just a second. The and then like bringing Lance Bass in, like uh, they just wanted. I think what they and wanted Chloe. was we want to use in sync music. Let's reach out to Lance Bass because we kind of want some of that superstar power. Plus, we're already gonna have our own superstar from our other Netflix show, Chloe. So having another like and, celebrity, and Jonathan is queer eyes on netflix too oh right right yeah and it it just felt like and netflix was doing a lot to like pimp their stuff out and i think that it kind of falls into the wayside that like if lisa had come to came in and kind of played lisa like maybe that's more engaging than her playing kind of this character of lance bass and then all of a sudden like we get like lance bass references and people talking about that and then lance bass comes on and films that thing at the end like i don't need any of that honestly no. the best moment of lisa in the entire show was when she got her message from home and her oh dad gosh. was so cute i was like oh I my was god crying. i love lisa and then i was like like that was lisa's best thing so like i didn't need the lance bass like flair i feel like it took away from stuff jonathan judging that challenge completely robbed us as viewers of drama of people calling out emily in the moment calling out Emily in a group together, people talking about, like, you know, Trevor's mannequin, or just, you know, making fun of each other and bonding with one another. Like, we totally got robbed of that. Yes. Because he hosted the challenge, and it's not a slight against him at all. It's a slight against some of the producing decisions that were made for this season. Big Brother did it. Get ready for takeover. Oh, flop. Oh, my God. And it flopped. They canceled that after, like, week six. It's like Netflix. No, no. They Tori, that is too much. It was, like, week three. three, And one of their takeover was Rob Gronkowski, who I'm a Patriots fan. People turn off the podcast now. (laughs) Uh, It was a joke. Rob Gronkowski came in and said, it's party week. And then it was just themed after a party. There was no takeover. Like, it was an embarrassing twist for Big Brother. And so was this. <laughs> honestly, the worst twist Big Brother ever did. Embarrassing. And the circle kind of had the same vein where they're like, let's try to pimp out, like, our stuff. I agree, though. It's just too much extraneous bullshit that the thing is, though, is that casual people love this stuff it's like why big brother has all of like the squirrels and the like you know people falling into puddles of stuff and all of that shit that I feel like they want to bring in a more casual audience because yes 
people like us that are really interested in like strategic games are going to watch. But again, I think it's just to appeal to a way broader audience. And that's totally fine because we talked about last time we talked about Circle that there are people who don't love that strategy aspect that really love the Circle. So overall, like I'm fine with it. I actually don't mind them stunt casting Chloe at all because I think Chloe was generally a pretty engaging personality and one of the stars of the season. And honestly, she was on Too Hot to Handle. Like she wasn't on like, you know, anything that this would have given her an advantage for. She came in and authentically played herself like that was fine. It was the other stuff, like, nobody's going to believe Lance Bass is actually in this game. Why are we even pretending with this? Why are we not letting the players engage with each other? And instead, we're kind of watching Jonathan Van Ness, who's really funny, just, like, judge people he doesn't know as mannequins. Totally. Yeah. The Chloe thing, 100%. It's like, I didn't watch that mm-hmm. and didn't know who she was. Also, I was wondering, basically everyone knew who she was. Do you think that they got too hot to handle to watch during their quarantine? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I I bet you they did. That would make sense. Because everyone was like, oh my God, Chloe from Essex, like too hot to handle. And I was like, girl, I, I didn't even watch that season. Like how did literally people from Lee to Courtney to Delisa watch that show? It seemed sus. All these production decisions, I think what this boils down to is the big question is, was The Circle season two better than The Circle season one? Casting wise, I actually have enjoyed both casts probably equally. I think that they've been casted really strong. There's always going to be duds, I think, because you can cast who you think could be the most interesting person, but you don't actually know what they're going to do once they're playing the game. But I think that I liked this season better. Probably recency bias is a huge factor in this, but also just that we got to see a lot more of what was actually going on. Like, I'm sure they played more games and had more dance parties and stuff that were cut because we got to see a lot more conversations and that's what's important to me. So I felt like it was better. It was also a smaller cast by one person, I think, which makes it just like a tighter game. Yeah, I think I just enjoyed it more. So I'm split on that because I think that the season struggled for me a lot with getting losing Savannah and Terralisha early. I think the season takes a huge hit that we lose both of those personalities so early on. And I think in the game they play where they're drawing campaign posters, it it really shows when everybody's being so nice. We needed a Terralisha or Savannah to kind of stir up that drama. And I think we lost it because we lost them early. I do think the people they added later on in the season for all the negatives I have to say about Ed and Tammy, Mitchell was fine. He wasn't terrible. Kat was was really good. She was fine. And I think in season one, Miranda was fine, but Alex or that guy who the guy who played the hot guy was terrible. I needed him off my screen the second he walked on it. Sean, honestly, I didn't think that was that engaging of a personality. I didn't really like her that much. She's great on TikTok. (laughs) So I've heard. She's great on TikTok. But what I did love about 
Sean from last season was that she revealed that she was a catfish. I feel like we haven't seen that all that much. And I do think there's something to be said about the strategy of revealing yourself to one particular person. But overall, I think she was kind of a flop. Bill was a definite flop, forgettable as shit. Ed and Tammy are only memorable because they were terrible. So I think this season does much better with the additions as the season goes on. Um, I think this thing, this season does really well with some of the twists they try to include, not all of them. But I do think the personalities in season one were much better. I think the people, the five people who made the final five, even though we knew them from episode one, I saw them as individual people better yes. and was connected to all five of them. I wouldn't yes. have cared which one of the five of them won. Yes. This season, I wasn't really connected to anybody but Chloe, Trevor, and a little bit of Courtney here and there. So I think there's pros and cons. However, I do think that even if I don't know if I enjoyed season two more than I enjoyed season one, season two is a step in the right direction for where this show needs to go. Completely. Like, I could not be more on board with that. I'm so looking forward to season three because it seemed like they took what the audience was saying, being like, we do need to see more like how alliances are built and stuff. And then I hope that they kind of hear this criticism, too, and change it. The one thing that you said that I'll just add to and then we can move on is you're completely right about Terralisha and Savannah. They were 10 out of 10 casting and them leaving so early is just such a drag. Like even in the finale, they were arguing, which was just Mm -hmm. it was annoying at the time. But like it's really good TV. But like also whose fault is that? Yeah, it's like read the room. Who are you? Are you Team Savannah or Team Terralisha? I've been pretty vocal about being Team Savannah on this podcast, I think, which is actually wild because I was listening to the aforementioned Rob has a podcast and like basically everyone that was covering the show was Team Terralisha. And I don't know. I think that because Terralisha instigated it, I was just like, ugh. But Savannah then like continued yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Terralisha is better TV, but I don't think I mean Savannah was bad TV by any means. I think that Terralisha overreacts to one small tiny thing that Savannah does and like harps on it. And you know, she got her way. She got Savannah eliminated, but she took herself out with it. Yes. And I think I want to blame the producers of this show to put both Terralisha and Savannah in, in the original eight group. Not because I don't think either of them are worth being in the original eight group. I think Savannah kind of fit their like Sammy role from last season. They kind of wanted that character back. I'm fine with them putting Savannah in the original group. I personally would have switched Kat with Terralisha because Terralisha is a personality that we see episode two, episode three, not afraid to call people out. And that's who she is. That's true to her. We could have had Terralisha come in when Kat came in, stir up drama the way people who come in that third group need to stir up drama, but also not be kind of like fake or seemingly deceptive the way that Kat almost did to people or did to people. Terralisha never would have came off as deceptive because she would have called people out in the group chat like she did Savannah. And I think that we lost out on having that type of firecracker character in the later stages of the game because they put them both in early. 100%. And you're right. The person that comes in in the third round has to publicly out people where everyone that was coming in season two 
in the later stages were calling people out but privately and like one-on-one and building a strategy and like at that point you it doesn't read well that it doesn't it doesn't so you're right that probably one of them would have benefited if they weren't together at the beginning okay so let's talk about the other twist that we saw because we'll play a quick game of like love it or lose it the biggest thing change that we see from season one to season two is the addition of the joker i think like that's the first thing that gets revealed to us it's like oh this is different what were your thoughts on the joker twist it didn't play out for courtney like he was planning it to because it was i think pretty obvious that it was him like i think that people guess that like right away I thought his strategy for it was sound and that was probably how I would have tried to play it but I feel like they could make some tweaks to it and it could be more successful but maybe it was like that they couldn't talk about it or he couldn't reveal it was him maybe that's the thing that they change is that he can reveal it to a few people but yeah I just it wasn't fleshed out enough do you think that you would have preferred it if instead of courtney going in as the joker courtney was able to go in as himself and he was able to connect with those players like behind the scenes instead of him being like an anonymous profile well yeah because that well i think that that would have been better because that would be like a person visiting (laughs) another person when they're leaving and like offloading all the information because I think it just seems a lot more genuine and maybe more purposeful if you're like hey I'm Courtney this is from my perspective what has happened so far FYI you might want to keep an eye out for this person like that's what I would Mm -hmm. do when I swapped on my survivor orgs right like when you swap tribes Mm -hmm. like you're just giving other people information and hoping that the opinion that they form is the same as yours but when it's done anonymously like it I don't know just didn't land well I also just don't think that those two people took up that information well either like it has to be very specific people that were to get that twist for it to work well to me I think the only good thing about the twist (laughs) was that it gave Mitchell and Kat some type of like bartering coin yeah, against Courtney that they are able to kind of like really get their foot in the door. But even then they're kind of prevented from doing that because they can't talk about it. So that that was, I think the one thing that I would change is they can either talk about it or Courtney can reveal it to as many people or as little people as he wants. I also hated that savannah there was like savannah you get to choose essentially who the joker is that's not how they phrased it they're like go to the person you think deserves to win and she was like here's a bullshit reason for why the person i want to go meet deserves to win anyway because at that point in the game courtney didn't deserve to win she goes to visit courtney and courtney gets all of this power and then gets to pick one secret influencer like i just don't think that that is worthwhile like i don't think that is the way to do that at all i think it would have been much more engaging maybe if savannah goes in right savannah's leaving as new players are entering and savannah basically gets to like unload all of the tea on the two of them and say like i am now with you go represent me well as i go you know off into seclusion for two more weeks till this thing ends that again way more interesting to me if they come in and say 
like hey we talked to savannah or if they come in and they are like referencing savannah in stuff they have a name that they maybe can like draw a picture on and speak anonymously and be like oh savannah and then people are gonna be like oh that's somebody who was here when savannah was here not these new people i just think it just missed the mark of what we needed it to be you're right because courtney the joker position also got to choose river as the influencer Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and and you're right about like that's an extreme amount of power that you're giving this person I don't know I just feel like it's again like my biggest criticism of this show I think is just that it's too much production-y things that we don't get to see the information beforehand like for example in Survivor and Big Brother they Jeff Probst explains in like a voiceover or Julie Chen at the end of the episode explains what's going to happen next episode about like the twist or whatever and we just don't have that insight as the Mm -hmm. viewer we find out when the players find out and I just think that (laughs) alert alert um I just find it annoying that so much is hidden from the viewer and I think that that's what I would just want is more transparency so the other thing that I didn't like that I would say lose from this season is the two auto blocking of Emily and Lance I think again I I, here's what I love actually love Emily and Lance going and playing as a different character I said that in the last podcast I want people who that I am already connected to taking over profiles that are already in the yes game. I don't if like John if John was actually John and came in in the last episode I would have been like this is fucking exhausting I don't need this I don't want this that was my attitude when T- I didn't Tammy came last season I was like I don't want this I'm already connected to these people I don't need this totally. so I love them doing that right on the mark they need to find out more creative ways to be doing that because when we are just, it's like, okay, the two people who are on the bottom go shoe. We, it loses all of the drama that those two people could have with maybe one another in playing one character. It takes out all of kind of like the understanding of where are people actually standing in the game? How are we, how did we get to the point where we're eliminated? I would have loved to have seen maybe two people get eliminated by like two different super influencers who aren't who are public they're not private so that these people go into the next character like with like anger towards a specific person when they just go in and they're like well we kind of just got eliminated there's no there's no closure to that arc that helps them build and i think that's what both jack and lisa lisa struggle with like they're together and they're like oh wow cool this extra chance that we have but there's nothing really for them to bond over they're like yeah we people just hated our catfish profiles yeah and the auto blocking again there's with the rankings there's such a big element of randomness that Mm -hmm. like I do feel bad when it was just like auto blocked because then it's like you just don't have any chance to Mm. because it's like okay you're at the bottom but one of my allies is an influencer they'll save me and it's like you just don't even have that chance it's kind of brutal and there's a more like creative ways we can go about you know like the people who are at the bottom of the ranking like instead of it being something like okay well they're just blocked i would have loved if they were like okay well the people who are the bottom two are going head to head one of them will be blocked exactly like now everyone else is safe except for seventh and eighth and whatever and now it's just you two up for blocking and I also just like being ranked at the bottom 
is obviously not good, but it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. because you seem like a non-threat to take yeah. forward in the game. So it just sucks when it's like two players automatically blocked. I would have been happier with one. And I also think like we really struggle from watching like an enjoying final profile. I think they did a fine job with John, to be honest. I don't know how else they could have played that better. But in terms of entertainment, like Jack and Lisa were just not a great pair. Like the most engaging thing about them was their height difference. I know, I know, I know. And I said this before on my last episode when I touched on the second set of episodes, but like Jack, I feel like is such good casting and could be so fun. And then like the Lisa thing just. Yeah. I almost wish they would have just been like, okay, Jack, go play as this like new person. They just struggled to have the same energy they did alone. One of the best moments of the season, other than the Savannah and Terralisha fight, is the mannequin moment where Emily gets exposed and like Jack is just like he dies like 100% you watch it happen over the course of like 10 minutes where he goes from like I can't watch this like I'm so crying to like literally like sobbing because you know how bad he wants it he knows how bad he just fucked up and we don't even get like the depth again there to Jack when he's with Lisa because it's just like two people who are just meeting each other yeah but also he's a game player and I think he just also knew I'm never gonna win this yeah like when he and Lisa got six he his face was like like he like basically didn't care because I think he just knew like I have no chance of winning Mm -hmm. I truly wish what we would have gotten was the producers actually interfering when Tara Leisha and Savannah were the bottom two and saying we're gonna make those two go live together (laughs) seriously I, I love that concept i actually don't hate when two people play as one character i just think it has to be such a good match of those two people because more often than not the two people just don't vibe with each other they're not engaging with one another and you need two good people to be a partnership yeah and i think you're right like i hate the duos but it's probably just because of the duos that we've seen but it's like it would be so interesting if they were like oh i want to do this or i want to say this and the other person was like no absolutely not that's awful but like so far it's just been like okay sounds good it was like oh i'll change this wording or like add a hashtag like that's the only like change the other person's making and it just seems pointless but you're right like if there was more talk or more like conflict about how they were gonna play it would be a lot easier I wonder if they could have come in as like a profile as like two twins like one player but it's two twins and one of them and it's a catfish profile so maybe it's like two sorority girls or whatever who are the twins and each of them have to play one of those people I just think there's different ways that it could be done because you're right it's really like one person says do this and the other person who barely knows the other person in real life doesn't want to seem adversarial and is like why don't we just tweak this to this, but otherwise love it? Like It's like a working yeah. relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like a group project. Especially when they don't have any drama. There's no drama with anybody because how they got blocked. 100%. Off my <laughs> yes. Okay. The last thing we want to talk about is what are the morals of the circle? And is there a line that, you know, is drawn when these people are playing? So what is your thoughts on that first, Tori? I think that there's some differences, like if it was a million dollars or even just a more well-established TV show where there's higher stakes, like you can be 
become an actual influencer, not well, just no, a but they influencer. Can. Like more or less. Like you're right. They probably come out to like mediocre fame, but like it's not as well known as like some of these other reality TV shows, obviously because it's in its infancy and stuff. Mm -hmm. But so we might see it because Netflix is such a huge platform and stuff. But I just feel like when there are higher stakes, people play less moral games because they're they just want to win, I guess. I would never be the type of person to play a game like Trevor and like I still don't know how authentic as as much as we talk that Chloe is like the most authentic person I still don't know if her believing that Trevor is real was like actually authentic <laughs> Chloe is really personable so I didn't think it was that embarrassing but if this was any other person we would be fucking laughing so hard and being like look at this loser who thinks this person's real like she's endearing so I wasn't really I was like oh that's sad but like I feel like if this was like a normal person we would be like I can't believe this like loser is being catfished so hard. They they're falling in love with this person. Like this is so embarrassing. And like that's kind of morals that I just like I don't want to set someone up like that. So I think that like Chloe didn't even care really that Trevor was a catfish. Like when they had their know, big and, meeting. And that's why I'm thinking that like some of those thoughts that she had that she vocalized like weren't actually like super legitimate. I actually don't have much of an issue with flirting in the circle because I think like look if you're flirting with somebody in the circle you're initiating it at first because you know it's going to help you in the game and carry you deeper I think that if you do if like if the flirting was to carry into like kind of like a real relationship type talk where you're like really sharing like deep personal things like about yourself and one person is being like 100% honest and you're just making shit up like I think that it might be a line but I actually don't think flirting is align at all i think the thing though yeah, is neither do i these players have such like moral authority that their line is like so razor thin that even like trevor like calling a river calculated is like crossing a line and it's like that's not no i don't think that's the line like at all i think the line would be like stating personal things at somebody either behind their back or like in the group chat and i don't mean like things about like you're playing a cutthroat game like that's not personal if i was like your profile picture is so ugly that can't possibly be you like i think that would be like crossing the line or if somebody like posted a picture of like themselves and somebody like commented about like the picture other than being like that's way too filtered I think those are the lines, but I don't think there's any lines when it comes to like flirting or gameplay or being deceptive the way that like these players really take such offense to that. Yeah, it's a lot different, I think, because the game is set up that there are going to be liars, i.e. the catfishes, whereas in other games, how many times do I have to say Survivor and Big Brother? <laughs> like people start with the facade that they're all good but then mm. underneath there's some villains yeah whereas this game you know that it's not like there's no facade when you know per there's going to be people in there purposely lying to you and especially like i feel like that type of stuff comes out in the games that they play like publicly like yeah. when people are kind of calling people out, like it's generated really by the game to kind of force people's hands and do that type of stuff. 
so I hate when people get like upset about stuff that the game is kind of like drawing out of you by having to play like anonymous question games like people should be taking shots at people in that game and you shouldn't be offended yes. if somebody does that like anonymously like yeah you can be like yeah, you, know, you can be like upset, like why wouldn't somebody just ask me that to my face? But you wouldn't be like, "Yo, are so deceptive." That was my Chloe voice. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have guessed it, but yeah, you're totally right. Like a uh, a lot of these games are set up to cause conflict or for, you know, to for people to overcome some of these challenges, like getting called out in public and really testing their abilities and stuff. Like, that stuff's fine. That stuff's fun. And I think when you have the, I'm going to say anonymous factor, because I don't want to say the other word on this podcast, anonymity. Anonymity. See an enemy. See an enemy. <laughs> like, it's just easier to, like, do that, I think. It's interesting, though, because I think that I would always imagine that catfishes to play a more deceptive game than real people, but they straight up don't. It's all fucking kumbaya still. Yes, they don't. And the reason they don't is because they're like, I don't want to draw any attention onto myself. So I'm right. kind of like playing makey nice Neutral. Whereas like the real people are like, no, I'm going to call you out because I know I'm real. Like, don't try me. Yeah. And it's just so engaging. I think the thing that the circle has struggled with, especially in the Netflix version, but the game itself that I've noticed is the clickiness of that original group. The circle needs to look for ways to make that original group not so clicky. And I don't know how, how you possibly do that unless you kind of like force there to be a division by saying like, okay, the bottom two ranked people at this point in the game are the ones up for elimination. And you have to do it, I think, when it's that first round for the third group of players that get added because it's just like when you allow them to be so clicky they're not going to expect like somebody who was with them from the beginning to take shots at them so when somebody takes a shot it's just like okay well how dare you come in so late so close to the finale and try to get me out i'm taking this personal the circle's fundamental flaw you're right is that now two seasons in a row that I've watched all of the OGs are still like most of the OGs are at the finale it's like now season three I'll be like okay see half of you or like I'll see all of you at the finale like that's not fun TV and that's not exciting but it's hard because you could do blockings earlier and bring in people earlier but then you also there's a risk that you won't get the character development Mm -hmm. of those players so it's it's a tight rope to walk yeah it for sure is and i think what the circle needs to do is add episodes netflix needs to pick up a bigger package of episodes and they need to say okay we're not going to add anybody to the season in the final four episodes so that even the person who gets added last we can still have some growth with them over the course of like six episodes even no matter how far they get it i don't think 12 episodes is enough to really prevent and stir up drama it's not long enough um for that original group that they kind of just cakewalk it to the end after they survive like the initial like head cutting off (laughs) anything else you want to add about the circle nick 
So we didn't hit our hard 45 minute guideline, no. but it wouldn't no. be a Nick and Tori podcast if we <laughs> accomplished exactly what we set out to do. <laughs> Even as like, I feel like we were kind of down on the circle a lot here, but that's not what I'm trying to get across. It's because I think there's so much potential with this game and they are so close to like hitting that potential of what this can become because I tr- it's truly my second favorite like Me competition too. show but there's I have like so much like hope for like what it can become and what I want it to see what I want to see it become and I'm really excited to see season three and kind of like what they do with the format I would love more focus on individual conversation and kind of seeing how things develop and as much as I love the games, I love the dance party, I love all that stuff. I don't know if I need a game every single episode, unless it's going to be a compelling game, like drawing a picture or making a mannequin. Uh, the like fun quiz ones are good every once in a while, because I think those put stuff on the spot. But I don't need to see a game for the sake of a game if it's not moving the plot or stirring up drama. Add that as a webisode or like whatever, mm-hmm. like or as like an, a bonus clip on YouTube or something like that. And that's the same as like Survivor for me. It's like if it's not moving the plot around, if it's just like a, a reward challenge, like I truly don't need to see it. I'd rather see one-on-one conversations. So. And I don't want to see them get rid of them at all because they do bring so much value and they're fun to kind of break stuff up. Totally. But I feel like there was like a lot this season and there wasn't yeah. as much like of the stuff that we could have had. Well, yeah, they're they're necessary. Like the Emily downfall was probably like my top in my top three storylines of the season so yeah we need stuff like that but some of them I feel like you could cut for like a bonus episode or something keep things more player focused I don't need outside influences kind of taking up space in the episode where somebody could have came in and just like put Emily on blast in the moment there for that makeup job because trying watching Jack try to respond while he's like sobbing would have been like a trip. <laughs> and like the one last thing I'll say is just the one hour finale seems way too rushed at the end. I really wish that they made it two hours um, with more of like a reunion because we don't get a reunion episode after this, right? Yeah, no, nope. Yeah, so I think that again, Netflix needs to pick up more episodes. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, Nick, for joining me for The Circle. Was this everything that you hoped it to be? Yes, I feel like we got really in-depth on a lot of the strategy stuff that we wanted to talk about. And I feel like total redemption that we had, you know, our fun blowout two-part podcast episode where we laughed (laughs) and we we spiraled and we spiraled and we drank. And this was like, you know, I had to come in and really dig deep into the strategy of a show that I love so much. Um, So I feel like we hit it off. I feel like we were not, you know, Jack and Lisa. We were not Nance (laughs) and Emily. We were definitely the Trevor and Chloe. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, love that. So Winnie, like the winners. But who's first and who's second? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's your podcast, right? So... I guess okay. we'll let you win. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. Where can the listeners find you if they want more Nick? Okay, so if you want more Nick and you're a listener of this podcast, you should check out this podcast that I just recorded with this girl named Tori last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where you should go if you want more Nick. Um, yes. I mean, otherwise, you can find me on Instagram, just stock Tori's 
where she has tagged me in the photos and you can find my Instagram that way. I'm on private, but if you request me, I'll probably accept you. And otherwise also on Twitter. And if you go to ready to be petty's podcast, Twitter account, and you scroll down like a few tweets, you'll find me Nicholas Drinkwater there again. You can just throw me a follow. <laughs> Look at you just all up in the RTBP community. Yeah. Let's me pump it out. And if you want to follow me, I'm at RTBP podcast. I hope that you are all safe and well out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.